0: Muck Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with muck delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. dot com. So it's been a pretty
1: dark day for pull United, hasn't it, Davo?
2: It has. I mean, that is the biggest understatement that I think we'll ever make on this platform.
1: Yeah, so we thought it would be a good idea to do a bit of an emergency podcast, really, because the situation of polls, you could argue, is getting more and more an emergency as weeks go on. In current form, saying that we've um, lost 9 out of 13, it's really not looking good in the slightest. So let's start with a review of Aldershot and a review of Halifax before we get into some other stuff. So, Davo, you were at both games, unfortunately for yourself, um, having to put yourself through that. But uh, let's start with Aldershot then. Give us your thoughts, please.
2: First half, I thought was genuinely poor. Um, Aldershot controlled. The best part, the majority of the first half, we were coming forward, you know, we were, We were having opportunities on the attack, but I just felt every time we came forward, we came forward in dribs and drabs. You know, every time we got the ball in around the 18-yard box, you look up. No one in the box. Manny Disaroui, not where you want him to be. And there was a couple of crosses I just met with no one and either went out for goal kicks, went out for throw-ins. Too old a shot and didn't really pose much of a threat. Um, But second half, I thought we came out much better. Had a lot more of a say had multiple opportunities of goal, had multiple opportunities where we could have scored and we finally did score in absolutely spectacular fashion. That man, probably our brightest light at the moment, Manny Disarue, scoring with a wonderful acrobatic effort which I thought purely deserved to win the game alone and I genuinely thought after that, you know, I think we, we lads were all in the greens, we thought we might have had enough to hold on, just get through the game, get out of all the shot with three points and Get back in the road, but a crazy, crazy forty-three seconds, I think it was. It mm. could be wrong. You'll have to correct me. No, it was hand. right, yeah.
1: Forty-three seconds.
2: Forty-three seconds. Firstly a mistake by Joel Grey. I think he was trying to be too fancy, trying to trying to do too much, sorry, on the right hand side, lost possession, was dispossessed. And then obviously old shot came back forward. A, a ball to the back post which was tapped into an empty net by the, the old shot player and just when you think things couldn't get any worse we kick off Alex Lacey with a wayward I don't know what he was trying to do there was no one forward it was just a a senseless pass it was headed straight back Alex Lacey's then trying to step in to try and put pressure back on his man to try and regain possession and be known to him he's quickly got a touch on it poked it past Lacey and sadly Dolan just didn't have the pace to catch up and it was slotted straight past Jameson and that was it You know, we never recovered. I think we tried to come forward with a couple of chances later on, but nothing we could do turned to goal. And it was just a really disappointing, embarrassing way to lose a game of football. And I think John Askey's sentiments, his statements after that game, I think just summed it up. It was just a terrible way to lose the game and a poor defeat.
1: I think one of the worst things and one of the most alarming things from it was the fact that this isn't the first time that we conceded two in such. Quick succession. I mean, look, it was forty three seconds, so the quickest in terms of the time. Um, but this season, we've done that a few times with, within the space of a minute or a couple of minutes, and that just should not be happening, whatever uh, you know level of football that you're playing. So, we then moved on to Halifax on Tuesday night, and I caught the second half and was extremely disappointed once again. I thought, you know, that defense just looked. All over the shot, obviously, all over the shot, we bring in um, Matic, which I think was a, a brilliant addition. I think he had experience and stuff to the squad. But again, at the back, we just looked absolutely awful. I mean, when you're selecting Alex Lacey over Manny on Arise, especially after the weekend he just had, it really does beg the question, this is... Well, the few moments when I do, and these are the few moments when I do question-asky, sometimes his selections are just, they leave a lot to be desired, let's just say that. And having seen a chunk of the second half, it's just depressing to watch, really. And we shouldn't have lost that game, I don't think. But once again, we, we couldn't finish our chances. I thought Joe Gray looked really sharp. He made some really good runs down the wing from what I've seen. And, you know, there's a few others I thought Matter looked solid, but defence is the focal point once again, and for all the wrong reasons, Davo what we all thought you were there Tuesday night amongst uh, the travelling pulleys.
2: I completely agree. I think the word I would use is frustrating. I thought the first half in a sense wasn't too bad. We were getting forward but my feelings were the same of that as older shot. I thought in the first half every time we did get forward it was in dribs and drabs. You compare that to Halifax, Halifax came forward in numbers, mm-hmm. you know, everyone seemed to be like committing forward, where Pools, I just thought, well why am we really doing the same? It was just a frustrating first half, we conceded a goal that I said was coming, I mentioned it to Bailey not long before they'd scored, you had that feeling, you could sense what was going to happen and sadly, a couple of minutes later, Halifax took the lead in. A very, very poor fashion again for Pools from a set piece, which arguably we have to be doing better. It's not complex stuff. It is the basic acumen of football. And just when I thought we were going in at 1-0, Pools scored just before half-time. A goal from that man himself, our brightest light at the minute, one of very few players who seem... Probably the many... only
1: light, let's be honest. He is.
2: Yeah, He's one of very few players at the moment who seem committed to their tasks see him up for the fight, Manny Disarue scored from a corner, found himself an acres of space and managed to slot it home, and we go at half-time, one all, and it changed the complexion of John Askey's team talk, and it was an opportunity for Post to go at half-time, regroup, come out focused, and up for the fight, and funny enough, I was on BBC T's fans panel last night, and I think me and Rob Law both agreed, the way we started the second half at Halifax was bizarre, it was erratic, we were all over the place, and I just can't for the life of me understand why we started like that. And yet again, we found ourselves conceding from another corner. How we allowed ourselves to be in another similar situation to the first half, I do not know. The fact that he's had time to kind of chest it across to the other Halifax player, he's had a chance to bring it down and they've still had chances of the opportunity, sorry, to you know to finish it. I, I just don't know. It was just an overall embarrassing. Goal to concede again, but I thought we reacted pretty well from 2 1 down. You know, Yumera came on, and as much as I've been quite critical of Yumera in the past, I thought he had a bit of a positive impact, had a brilliant opportunity to make it 2 all. I don't know how he hasn't scored. I think full credit goes to the Halifax goalkeeper. I think it's Sam Johnson who had a blinder of a game. I think he denied at least two or three really good pools' chances to make it 2 1. I think on the nice. When you look at it, I think 2 all would have been a fair result. I think a point would have been a fair result for Pools, But I say that, but then how Halifax missed that opportunity to make a 3-1, mm. I really don't
1: know. Rounded Jameson. I Embarrassing think it, again, wasn't it, that, I that think phase?
2: It, I think it came from Alex Lacey, it the mistake. Did. Yeah, did. I think he was dispossessed. I think he was mucking around it just outside the the 18-yard box. He rounded Jameson. He thought, right, 3-1 game over. Good night at the end. But somehow lost his footing and... Poole survived that chance but yeah, overall frustrated like night at the office and again, John Askey's interview if you haven't seen it go over BBC T's, go over to our official club YouTube channel I think it was a very, very brutally honest uh, interview with the gaffer and I think now his emotions are starting to come out a lot more mm. they're now starting to spill over and he's not making excuses anymore and I think he's coming out and he's saying how it is and,
3: and rightly so
0: Picture the scene, all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, I think that's
1: something that we were commenting on earlier today, weren't we, about how Ascii hasn't really, he's always been like, yeah, I'm getting the support from the chairman, all this type of stuff. That seems to have changed in the last few weeks, and I just I'm not surprised by it. I'm glad John referenced the budget night, like the lack of one um on Tuesday night after Halifax, but it just seems to be getting worse and worse for polls and this morning BBC Tees break the news at six a m um and Nick Laughlin's tweeted it as well saying. Breaking news on BCT: is The Pools midfielder Oli Finney has been charged with rape during court in Crewe in November, relating to an incident last year in Cheshire. And Pools did release a statement saying, Pool United have been made aware of a police investigation surrounding the first team player, which has been reported in the press today. The allegation, allegation dates back to before the player joined Pool United. Upon being informed of the allegation and investigation for the first time." the club immediately placed the player on suspension pending the investigation outcome. The matter is subject to official process and therefore no further comment will be made at this time. And that will be the same for us. We won't be getting involved in any discussion about things like this. Um, that will not even come to our mind when we when we uh, think about what we're putting out there, but just for reference for Pulse fans. But then, of course, the day gets even worse really doesn't it the accounts come out for polls, and i know you've got a thread davo that you're going to read out the different tweets that are in this thread and um, perhaps you can reference who it's come from and uh and then we'll have a quick discussion on that so take it away mate
2: yeah so ben pearson on twitter his twitter handle if you do want to check it out at ben pearson 1997 made a thread highlighting the the key points of today's um, books that were released. So he started off by saying Hartley Pugate made a 789k profit in 2122, and also finished the period with 1.7 million in the bank. However, they also had debts of 4.4 4 million. The second part of this thread mentioned that 1.3 million of this debt is amount owed to Group Undertakings, i.e., back to Chairman Raj Singh. This has reduced from 2.1 million. In 2021 to 1.3 million owed in 21-22. Indicating 800k has been paid back during the year. The final segment of this thread says. Not included in the overall debt figure of 4.4 million. Is the amount 1.3 million owed back to former HFC owners Sage Investments Limited. Which is categorised on the balance sheet as capital HUFC are, in effect, 5.7 million in debt, which is a very, very alarming thing to say, a very alarming figure, isn't it?
1: it certainly is. Um, you know, you look at that, and it's just yet another reason that someone wouldn't come and take over the football club, sadly. And as I've alluded to, um, when we were speaking earlier about it today um there's also a going concern on the club as well, and we enlisted the help of our friend mr Bailey Winwood um who kindly explained what that means in more basic terms for those of us that perhaps aren't as uh, financially aware so in accounting, it's basically used um to say that the business would struggle to make money-stay dash stay afloat and therefore struggle to avoid not going bankrupt. So in football terms, it'll mean that the business, which is obviously HFC, is unable to be self-sustainable without someone, i.e. Raj, keeping the club afloat. So, Davo, that's just extremely worrying, isn't it? When you When you hear that and you hear what that warning means. And then you look at the debt that we've got at the club as well.
2: It is... It is, but it is difficult because, as you've just alluded to, there I'm not the most clued up when it comes to all this financial talks, especially mm. when it comes to the books being released. So I can't really give too much of a detailed comment on it. But it's not good at all, and it does make you worry about the future, the long term future, because it's like you say, you know, the longer this takeover process goes on, putting two and two together, the larger that debt grows, which in turn you'd think would put people off from buying the football club because whoever comes in would have to take responsibility of either wiping it or start off the process of starting to reduce and pay off that debt which is a it's a huge astronomical task for someone to come and do and
1: plus ask them to invest basically on top of that to make us a football club that's competing at the right end
2: exactly exactly so it's it leaves a lot of questions and not many answers, but for me, reading this thread, reading the comments that've been going around on Facebook on Twitter, obviously talking to our group chat, it doesn't look brilliant at all it's not it doesn't make for a great reading. It's pretty grim. I think the word I would use
1: yeah, no, it certainly is, and I think that's what's worried me most the fact that why why would you invest in that like you just wouldn't anyone who was a businessman being successful or whatever unless you've got a lot an awful lot of money and you're willing to absorb that you're just not going to do it are you um you know as as we both said we had to ask Bailey to explain that because you know we're not the most well-versed in accounting and things like that um but when it's put like that to you it really does kind of hit home the situation that we're in don't get me wrong we're not in a situation at the moment and touch wood that we don't get to that point where we really 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 are in the mud but i'm not being funny we're getting there slowly but surely and if results keep going the way they're going i am worried that raj will just think right i've had enough perhaps use the excuses of or you know whether that's the fans have given me too much abuse, you idiots want me out of the club, whatever that might be. I know we discussed this earlier as well, didn't we, Davo, about about that. And you kind of alluded to the fact that you're worried that Raj is perhaps, you know, getting to a point where he's looking for excuses, so to speak, for us. Um, you know, for him to kind of slowly but surely somehow try and wriggle out of this situation.
2: I did. I used the phrase... Planting the seeds, that was my actual terminology and again it's my own opinion, you know I'm not saying it's factually correct, but I can't help but feel it's like the statement came out a couple of days ago, and again for me the update being there is no update mm-hmm. it felt like another second threat again using that word abuse and like I said on BBCT's last night on the fans panel, I don't like that word abuse. I've never been made aware of anyone abusing his family. And when it comes to people abusing Raj, I think the word I would use is criticise. And as fans who pay money for season tickets, pay to watch this football club away from home, travelling the length of the country and back, we as fans are entitled to that opinion. And if we feel the need to criticise the ownership, which we are well within our rights because of the way the club's been operated over the last few years, it's been shambolic, then we will do that. But I can't help but feel that He's planting that seed, so later on that could be an excuse. So if he does pull the plug, oh well, I told you it's two and three times not abuse mm. me, my family. Mm. You know, I warned you, and you know people could he could look at this and think, oh well, it, we're up to our eyes in debt, no to buy the football club. I've got, I've had no opportunity, I've had no opportunity to sell. I've got no choice but to pull the plug. We don't own the ground. You know, there's just so many things that for me that could be used as seeds to be planted. So at a later date, he could fall back on all these things and go, "Well, this these are my reasons for potentially I shouldn't even be thinking like this. It is really like extreme, but unfortunately, you know, in these times where things aren't going well, it's been a roller coaster of a ride since Chesterfield. You know, the first six minutes feel like a lifetime ago. Mm. It just it gets you thinking, doesn't it, about all these things? And with someone like Raj, I just don't trust the bloke. So excuse me for worrying that well that's thing. what
1: I was about to say it's the individual and it's how he acts he's irrational you know that interview that he did was an absolute car crash he did that on the back of emotion it was emotionally fueled and you just worry that he's going to make a decision that could ultimately result in extremely long term damage for the football club yeah I think we'll leave it there I think we've discussed the key points that have come out today and obviously had a very brief look back on the um the fixtures we obviously take on Rochdale tomorrow in uh, in league action once again and let's just hope for a more positive result than the ones we've seen recently i'm not going into it feeling very confident i don't know about you you're shaking your head so i don't think we even need to get an answer out of you Davo but um yeah i mean excuses for being so deflated and and frustrated and probably quite angry at the whole situation that the football club is in at the moment Um, but as I'm sure many listeners will agree it's not really surprising is it when we've got this man at the helm And you always say be careful what you wish for but you've also got to as you've rightly said people pay the good money to go and watch the club will that be home, will that be away, will that be season tickets investing in um, you know, club shop stuff, whatever that might be, we're we're all paying customers at the end of the day and we are all well within our right to um echo our sentiments and, and say exactly how we feel about the situation. Um because, you know, at the end of the day, we were here long before Raj Singh and we'll hopefully be here a, a much you know, longer grade of time length of time after after he's gone so on that note of course we've got to keep the faith we've got to keep backing the boys and um you know most importantly never say die we will see you in the next episode
0: away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. delivery